Welcome to Dream Big and Implement Small. I'm Janessa Durrani. I empower midlife moms to break the cycle of busy and find their value and meaning outside of motherhood, one incremental step at a time. And this is my podcast, where each week in 20-ish minutes or less, I share my tips, tricks, hacks, and stories on how we can start saying yes to what matters most and no to what doesn't. Hello, everybody. I hope you caught last week's episode where I talk about how we need to download all the things that are banging around in our heads worries, wonders, excitement, new ideas, and so forth, and get them out of our head and on paper, because then we are able to deal with the worries and we can start exploring what's possible. So it's all about mind dumps and mind maps, which is the first in this series for this season, all on curiosity. So this week, I want to talk about validation. I talked last week about the fact that I'm obsessed with my sleep and I look every single morning before I can kind of ascertain how my how my night went, how my day, how I'm feeling. I sync my Fitbit to my phone to find out what my sleep score was. And as I noted last week, I joke that I Fitbit and I are agreeing to disagree on when it thinks I'm having a good night's sleep and when I think I'm having a good night's sleep. And even though I joke about that, I still am obsessed with getting that marker to be able to look to an outside source to be like, did I sleep well? And not ever really giving myself a a gauge on how do I feel about how I slept? How do I feel like it went? Why am I always looking for the Fitbit to tell me? Now, this is an inconsequential thing, right? Like, no big deal. I'm looking for my um, score and so forth. But we do this for so many more things, right? So we look to others to praise and validate our actions and how we feel about those actions, accomplishments, initiatives, and so forth is secondary. It's almost like third or fourth on the list. We're always looking for, for more from the outside. And this really correlates very much to the podcast I did this summer on joy versus happiness and how happiness is we're looking to the outside to, to kind of find happiness from experiences with others and from outside sources, whereas joy comes from within. And that's how we need to look at this validation piece is that it needs to come from within. It is our why. Why are we doing this? Why does it matter to us? So last weekend, I was 
a keynote speaker at a women in engineering symposium that was produced by and for high school young women who are in the engineering and robotics field. Those are, these are very smart, very um, driven women. And I did a, I did a keynote and then I did a series of workshops with them as well. And one of the questions I asked in the workshop was if I had to, if you had to pick a profession right now, what would it be? And more than half of the women said doctor. And but from the other things that we were doing in the workshop around their key behaviors, their communication style, and what motivates them, there were no markers, so to speak, scientifically or on the numbers that I was, I was sharing with them that would indicate that doctor is really something that they are, that's interesting to them. It's not aligned with kind of their makeup, not that that should in any way keep them from pursuing that, nor did was that what I, I was not saying at all. But in my mind, there was that piece of, are they saying doctor? Because that's what their parents have always wanted for them. So let's think about that. When we were little, Think back to when you were that messy little artist child and you did things because you loved them. We mixed red and purple all the time. We couldn't get enough rainbows. We wore clothes that were like so mismatched, but so fabulous. We got messy we did activities that we loved and we dreamed freaking big. And for so long, our parents praised us for every little script and scrap of paper that we would give them with, they couldn't even read it. They didn't know what it was, but it was like, oh my God, that's so awesome, right? But as we got older, our parents started even if it is absolutely inadvertently praising us for the things that they thought were now important. Not if we thought it was important, they were starting to kind of guide us in the direction that they want us to be, to what they see as successful for us. So think on your own timeline. Are there pursuits that you did in middle school, high school, college, in your professional life that you did because it made your parents happy? They gave you lots of praise. We all, I don't care. I really don't think there's anyone who doesn't want praise, who doesn't want to please their parents. But we're at a risk, and we were at the risk 
of kind of losing that piece of us that we wanted to satisfy so that we could satisfy our parents. And then later, as we worked, it was our coaches, our teachers, our professors, our bosses, our friends. The audience got bigger and bigger. And it was like, okay, I'm good at this. I get praise. Let me continue to do this. And over time, we were only looking to those outside sources to say, yes, Janessa, you're doing a great job. And then many of us had children and stepped back from an active role in a profession. And so that we didn't have, we kind of started getting into this place where I'm just, I'm just a mom, right? And these are, we look to other moms. This is how playgroups, this is the basis of a playgroup. Like, oh my God, Janessa, you're killing it. You're killing it. We need each other for that, right? But as we now come out of this place of motherhood, and when I say out of, I mean, our kids are getting older and we're not as actively needed. Now we're in this place where I don't know what I want to do because I don't know who is going to praise me for that. I haven't been praised for so long. I don't think I'm good at that. I don't know if I want to do that because who would care? Like, who would care? We don't have bosses, so to speak. Our spouses in many times, God love them, are a little bit of a killjoy, right? We come up with this like, oh my God, I have this amazing idea. They're like, oh, yeah, oh, go for it. Like, it isn't enough. Our children, if we can stop them long enough, I think my children are my biggest fans and they still give me some of that recognition that I need. But again, it isn't about them. It's about us. And then for us who have lost our parents or a parent, I mean, if ever there was someone who is that default of giving me praise, at least for some things that they thought were important, but now they're gone and now we're sitting kind of in this alone place on this journey to discovering our what's next. And we're sitting here going, well, crap. I don't know what to do. I don't know what the world wants of me. I don't even have a world who's noticing that I'm here. I don't mean to sound so doomsday. It's not. It is just, if you really think about where you're at in your life, we now have, this is why we spend so much time on social media, right? Like, let me put this out there and let me see how many likes it gets. How many, like, how many likes is Mary getting? How many likes is Susan getting? Then we're like, oh my gosh, they're doing it all. They're, they have figured it out. And people are interested in what they're doing, but nobody's interested in what I'm doing. 
And that is where we need to go back to ourselves. Okay. And I'm going to just take a tangent here because we have two stories to start writing from this point on. One is that this place that we came to with our parents telling us, you know, I'm going to praise you for this and not for that. We are at risk and probably have already started doing this with, again, inadvertently. It's not about guilt. It's about awareness. We have been doing that with our own children. And so I'll say here, the boys bring home a report card. Math and science is all Sam cares about. As long as those are A's and B's, could care less about the rest. If those are C's and below, but everything else were A's, wouldn't make a difference. He is very focused on success for them, is going to college for four years, and it has to be something in math and science. It is a struggle here. It is a struggle. We're working on that. We need to really pay attention to our children. What do they find really important? What will success look like for them? What makes them happy? And praise the crap out of that. And how this ties back to curiosity is that when they're little, they were so curious. I was just watching a TED talk where a child, a toddler asks 300 questions a day. You remember it, right? Most of them were why. As high schoolers, they ask almost none. They are beaten down by this point. They are just trying to get through. How can we help them stay curious, to not fear failure, to do something for just the sake of doing it, not because it's going to be great on a resume or in a college essay or on an application. Doing activities because they, because it matches their why, okay? So as parents, notice that. But now as the parent, you have the opportunity right now to start writing your own story about what you want, how you can stay curious, how you cannot worry about the failure or the success. I've said this, I have a whole podcast episode on the fact that we're not really afraid of failure. We're afraid of succeeding. I just started my new igniter group and there's already hesitation of exploring what's next because, oh, I still have two years before my my daughter graduates. So I have to wait. You don't. You never have to wait. You don't have to act all the way, but you have to start. So this is how 
I want you to start staying curious. I want you to protect it. I want you to imagine something that you could do. Is it a new hobby or is it a new initiative? I would love you to play in this place of an initiative. If I were going to start something new, if I were going to create a role for myself, what would it look like? Would it be a company? Is it a job within another company? Am I going to start a nonprofit? Am I going to write a book? What is this fun little thing that has been knocking around in the way, way back of your brain that you're like, oh, I can never do that. It's not the right time. It's not this. It's not that. I want you to just play with it and protect it. You tell no one. I want you to do a mind map. What is that idea? What are all the spokes? What are all the things that one would need to do? What would you call it? If you were going to start a company, what would its name be? What would the logo look like? What would the colors be? Who would your ideal client be? What would you want to do? How do you want to work? Who do you want to work with? Do you want to be, do you have employees or not employees? This is not anything that you ever actually have to do. I just want you to play in this place of curiosity and do some exploration that only gets validated by you. It's this fun little seed that you're planting on the page. And here is one other thought on why it's so hard to validate ourselves because we are inherently perfectionists. And as I say, when we're looking at things, you and I, if I'm, if I create something and you and I are both looking at it, I see what isn't and you see what is. So there is a time and place where as perfectionists, we need an outside view because we are so critical of ourselves. But there are so many more times when we have a brilliant idea that we don't ever take down the road because there's not someone that we can associate with that that will like validate it, praise it, and so forth. Or we put it out too early and someone doesn't give us that reaction that we're looking for. They're not as excited about it as we are. So then we think, no, it's not good. It's not good. We have to have our why. That is another episode of the podcast. We have to have that seed in our core, that reason to be, to go forward and so forth and screw all the likes on social media. Forget going and getting all your friends to like rah-rah you. I want you to just play in the place of possibility for yourself. I am absolutely always here for you. In the show notes every week is my email address. 
I would love, love, love for you to join my free online community for women called A Daily Practice. There, we are each other's cheerleaders, accountability partners, support. We are the fire that you need. So please, at dailypractice.mn.co, check it out in this week's show notes. And next week's podcast is, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no.